0: You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge.
1: So, you know, as we're recording, we're in the middle of Ice-Mageddon 2015, Texas, you know. <laughs> Did
0: you just say Ice-Mageddon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if you watch the weather forecasters here in the Weathermen, I mean, it, it's like catastrophe whenever a storm comes in you know that that's what they live on they thrive on that
0: that is true but we it gets a little ridiculous down here. yes
1: they do but it, it's so funny because you know we were all off work schools were out so we're home working and the kids go next door to play yesterday and I'm I'm done with my stuff that I needed to get done and I got to stay out of Pam's hair because she's getting frustrated because she's not getting work done like she wanted uh for her job and so I'm like all right I have the idea of I'm gonna fire up the Jeep, you know, because I have a 1978 CJ7, put it in four wheel drive, and I'm just gonna go see what kind of fun I can have on the ice.
0: You are kidding me. No,
1: and see, you you had kind of the same reaction, Pam did, because I brought it up, thinking that sounds like a blast, and I know no, he, there's listeners out there saying that sounds fun, but
0: no, that. That explains why my husband is like, "Don't get out." There's crazy people. That's out me. There today.
1: Yeah, that's, I'm out there. That's me. Because I'm out there, I'm going to go find deserted parking lots and just have some fun. I'm not going to do it on the on the road because that's that's dangerous. That puts other people's lives at risk. But I went okay. to I went to find some parking lots to have some fun, and it was fun. <laughs> I got you know, I got to admit,
0: some people fall down and create snow angels, and 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 you take a huge vehicle out in a parking lot for some spin outs yeah i'm I'm just thankful that you're alive to do the show with me today hey
1: (laughs) i'm not that outlandish but it is i know there's people out there that would do this too and it's a lot of fun so i'm saying take advantage of every opportunity you get to have some fun and i mean i just i was shocked at pam's reaction she was like oh that sounds brilliant i'm so turned on right now you know and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I take it from that, you don't want to come with me. <laughs> She's like, no way.
0: I can totally hear her saying that now that I have officially met right. her. And I, just, I just have to embarrass you a little bit in front of our listeners today. I, I can't say, that thing about you married up, that always kind of seems like a bash to the guy. I'm not trying to bash you, but you married up. Oh, I, mean, I know I did. She, yeah, she's beautiful and she is smart and she is funny. And I'm just sitting there at dinner that night thinking, I am so happy for Corey.
1: No, I (laughs) know, I I know I'm married up. I will freely admit that. So, (laughs) hey, but this is not um, Ice Driving 101 radio. This is Sexy Marriage Radio. So, thanks for joining us. And, where we want to hear from you because we, we love hearing from our listeners because we have the best listeners out there. So you can let us know what's on your mind, what questions you may have. Send emails to us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. The information you guys give us is future shows, and it, yeah. it, it helps it helps stir the pot to get, uh, get ideas, get things we haven't covered, things we need to cover more in detail. So fire away. We want to hear from you
0: because I yeah. know we have
1: a slew of them that we haven't got to yet. And that leads to one that I think is pretty funny because if you think of ice and you think of how things just shut down in the south, southern parts of the world whenever there's ice, which I can understand it because it's, it's not the safest thing to drive on. But it, does, it, it can produce lots of traffic jams and it can produce lots of problems, which makes me think right, marriage. Marriage has traffic jams. Marriage has problems. <laughs> you, you, you face those things a lot, don't we?
0: It it does create gridlock sometimes. If you wonder, are we ever going to get anywhere? Are we just spinning our wheels here? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was also reminded of the email that we got from a guy recently talking about the endless list of excuses for no sex. (laughs) that come out of his wife's mouth and gracious enough to bullet point these. Here we go. She's too busy, has too many commitments to Girl Scouts or soccer or work. The house is too cluttered. It's the week before my period. It's the week of my period. It's the week after my period. Too much Pinterest or Facebook to read. Too much on my mind, thanks to Pinterest and Facebook. Not enough rest, thanks to too much on my mind. (laughs) I'm sure he could go on and on. I'm sure lots of husbands (laughs) and wives could add to that list of excuses that they so frequently get from their spouses. I thought it would make a good show today to talk about this very thing of Who initiates and what kind of response do we get and how do we, and we mentioned this on the last show, Corey, about how, if when the answer is no, how do we handle that in such a way to just set it up for next time that it's just a rain check, that it's not just a, fine, I'm taking my toys and going home to somebody else's house, you know, type of a thing. Right. Yeah. So... What do you think?
1: Yeah, this this is a tougher issue just because this is something I think we all face because the way, the way I think of this is that idea of, you know, I have said to my wife, here's the things I enjoy. Here's the things I love when you do. Here's the things that I love when we do. And then I sit back and wait because I assume she heard me. And I assume she would gladly want to do those things. And then I run into the areas where some of those things are things she doesn't want to do or they're not as important to her so they don't get done. And then I start seething because it's like, did you not hear me? Obviously, you didn't. So let me say it again. And then we get into this whole scenario of, wow, what do we do?
0: (laughs) Or most likely it's that she has forgotten or it has slipped her mind or she assumes that if it's really that important to you in the moment – You would be asking for what you need. Sure. Because I'm a big believer that you cannot expect your spouse to read your mind.
1: I get it. But what do you do when you've told your spouse exactly what's on your mind? Because I know there's listeners that are going to take that stance of, I have told them every time, this is what I want. And then they don't do it. Yeah, they don't do it. What do I do then? Yeah. And and this is the reason this is a deeper issue is because to me, Marriage is about decisions and actions more than it is feelings and intentions. You know, intention only gets you so far. Intent doesn't matter in lots of of instances when it comes to marriage with somebody else. Right? Oh, I intended to do that. That doesn't do anything. You know, it's about what you do.
0: Yeah. And assumptions too. Yeah, you know, that whole thing. If I told her I love her the day I married her and if anything changed, I'd let her know. And otherwise she can just assume right. that I love her. I want to be with her. It's right. like, no, you gotta, you gotta feed the fire a little more often than that. So yeah, let's talk about when one of you wants your fire fed and the other one just doesn't seem to be picking up on the conversation or at least not reciprocating with what it is that you want. Right. What do you do? How do you get past that power
1: struggle well
0: is it a power struggle
1: no uh, the way i think of it and this is psycho babble so bear with me for a second <laughs> um this is this is a term this is gridlock is it's in the definition of gridlock is when what you want is blocked by what your partner wants and so okay. It's the idea of these are just dilemmas that happen in marriage. They are they are present in every marriage. We all have issues we are gridlocked on of okay. some sort. Some, some are really, really severe and, and cause lots of pain. Some are just minor, and you kind of have just learned to live with that indifference or that, that separate desires. So these are the ones that are the deeper issues. This is the whole idea of gridlock happens when you're talking about behaviors and actions we're not talking about feelings okay because the example i use when i'm explaining this when i'm when i'm speaking to people or i'm working with a couple you know if pam were to come home and say to me um you know hey i think i'm done having sex in my life you know i don't think i want (laughs) to have it anymore You know I'm not last conversation in the world that anybody. Well, but I'm not going to reply with that of oh okay I think we're going to have to just agree to disagree on that. You know because it, it can't. We're talking about behaviors then, and we're talking about things that we have created together, and those are big shifts that will dramatically impact me. And so it's not that I have to force her into having sex. It's now the balls in my court to decide. Okay. I got to figure out what I want to do with this because I can't just try to get more conversation to understand where she's coming from so that way the problem will go away. Uh-uh. it's We're talking about an action, right? We're talking about behaviors here. So so you these, have to
0: have a pretty skilled rebuttal here.
1: Well, no, these are just the deeper issues of – I. Can, it's, it's one of those, okay, I'll need to figure out what I want to do now. I need some time to think about that. I need some time to have some conversations with you about that because – you know, Because I think if, the way this goes down in a lot of marriages is this whole idea of the high desire wants more sex. The low desire announces the intention to provide more sex, but doesn't ever follow through with that intention. Mm-hmm. My belief is the low desire, when they have that intent, they're just buying off the high desire. It's just relieving a little bit of pressure. Hmm. Uh, I'm just saying it and I, because I think there's parts of us that knows exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so, these are dilemmas that reveal ourselves and these are inherent in committed relationships. That's why I think they're just, everybody has them because what I want is blocked in in some instances by what my partner wants.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking back to seasons of my life where for whatever reason, maybe it was because I had children, hanging around my ankles all day long. Maybe it was because I was breastfeeding. Maybe it was just because I was uber stressed caring for a, a sick parent or something like that. But I literally, I I had no interest. I had absolutely no interest and I didn't want to be pestered. I didn't want to be badgered. I didn't want to be made to feel bad about it. Right. But I also knew that this is not a permanent solution to just not have sex. Right. I just needed a, hi- a hiatus. Right. And I think that it really helped the conversation to be honest with Greg to say, it's not that I don't find you attractive. It's not that I don't want to be married to you. It's not that I never want to have sex again. I'm just really distracted right now. And the idea that one more person wants one more thing from me is just really overwhelming. So just being honest to say, time out. I just, I need a chance to regroup. I think that a spouse needs to be allowed to say that on rare occasion when that really is the case of if one more thing is expected of me, I might just explode. Mm -hmm. So I just want to, you know, comfort the low desire spouses that there may be seasons where you honestly feel that way and you have a right to that feeling, Mm -hmm. but please don't assume that that's your permanent modus operandi.
1: Exactly. Because this is you standing up for yourself in that instance is still also having to stand up to yourself (laughs) on Okay, is this something that I, you know, am I willing to just continue to put off this for a while because I just get a reprieve? Eventually, I got to confront it because my Mm -hmm. partner's going to make me, (laughs) you know. Yeah. And that's where those are the relational issues, that the elegance that creates marriage.
0: Yeah. But I found, though, that during those seasons when I was able to explain to Greg my expectations, my needs, my, you know, state of being so overwhelmed that— for him to know that this is not about him, that he doesn't need to take it personally, that this is just about me trying Mm -hmm. to manage a very out of control life that because he respected the distance that I needed to just keep my sanity, it made me want to draw closer to him faster than if he had pouted, gotten angry, forced his hand. I can't envision Greg doing that. Anyway, it's just not his nature, but all that to say that because he respected my no He got yes faster than he would have had he disrespected my no.
1: Right. So let's play this out uh, because I remember the email you're talking about that gave the list of excuses that the the gist of what he was talking about was mercy sex is almost worse than no sex.
0: Yeah, actually, I have it pulled up right here. And that's a
1: true statement if you think about it in the right terms.
0: I have it pulled up right here. He said um, it really is. It's like consensual rape. She's Uh mentally not wanting you, and you can feel every bit of it. It's not intimacy. It's the opposite. It makes me feel further away. Uh And my heart bled when Uh I read that because I I can so hear the rejection that he feels in that. So obviously, whatever reason his wife has, she has not done a very good job communicating that in a way to help him understand it. And maybe it's that she doesn't really have an excuse. It could be. Maybe it's like one of our other listeners who emailed in and actually thanked me for ruffling her feathers because she realized that it really was about laziness on her part. She said, I admit it. I have been lazy for many, many years. I just trust that why should I initiate when I know that he will eventually. Mm -hmm. But her husband had been begging her for years I want to feel desired by you. I want to feel as if you are an interested and motivated sex partner. Pursue me, pursue me. Mm-hmm. But she just hadn't stepped up to the plate until she felt convicted about her laziness.
1: Yep. And that's, that's it. That's where these gridlock things, I think if, if you look at them appropriately in my mind, it's this idea of they're a natural part of a marriage. We're going to hit points where we're gridlocked. Our common reaction to that is it's our partners. They, my partner's blocking me and so it's their fault but what i want to change is no gridlock is revealing something about me because in that instance of okay mercy sex is almost worse than no sex all right i would agree so my question is why are you accepting mercy sex if if she if you're picking up she does not want to be there why are you settling for that
0: so you think that he's reinforcing the behavior <clears throat>
1: Sure. That uh, Okay. I'll I'll continue to have sex with somebody that doesn't want to have sex with me. I'm okay with that because at least it's sex. Really? Is it, is it really sex? Hmm. It's not being wanted. Yeah. So I'll settle for this. I mean, I, I get it. Probably it, feels
0: more like, it probably feels more like necrophilia. Yeah, well, you know?
1: <laughs> maybe so. But, I mean, I get it because at least it's sex. And so at the bare level, hey, I'm getting sex. So, yeah. But... You've got to be willing to confront. I mean, that's the whole idea of the high desire and the low desire. You know, Schnarch has the belief that the low desire typically has a better view of sex. And that's why they don't want sex. Because why would the sex they're having be wanted? Because they realize it's lousy.
0: Wow. So the
1: high desires you really need to examine the high desire's mind because they want multiple helpings of lousy sex. <laughs> and it's like, well, Okay. I kind of see where you're going from that because what this is revealing, what this is actually revealing is it's myself. It's this whole will I settle for this? Will I? And then if I won't, okay, now all of a sudden I have shifted this gridlock issue into something I can start to control and use the pressure to bring about something different.
0: So, your recommendation to a high drive spouse who feels as if the other spouse is only giving into mercy sex, which is not really good sex at all, the right thing to do would be to simply not succumb to it. Well, to simply take matters into their own hands. Maybe part of the house.
1: Maybe. I mean, okay. but I mean, there's not a prescription for this. These are all going to be as varied as the people involved. So, okay. it's really having a more accurate view of what's going on and then being honest and i mean because maybe you shift it to where you continue to have the mercy sex but you just make it to where you you make sure your spouse knows i know you're not into this and i and this i'm, I'm good with sex for sex sake because it's something i'm interested in in my life but i'm really wanting to see progress into where you want this as part of your life too and i mean because that still kind of shifts it a little bit to where it's not neither of you are playing dumb. Then that's the point of, of just don't play a game. Be honest of, Hey, I know you're not into this. What's up. Okay. And then you've at least changed the dynamic. You've changed the conversation.
0: This also brings to mind another email that we received from a gal out in California who asked the question, is it acceptable just to say, Hey, I think we need to start over in our sex life that we just seem to have a lot of baggage a lot of unmet expectations and frustrations, a lot of anxiety and tension. What if we were to just start over tonight and just ignore all of that baggage? And it's it kind of like that tabula rasa right. you. blank I mean, slate. Is
1: that, is Do that, possible? that possible? I don't,
0: I think that it would require some fantasy. on yeah. both your parts.
1: I mean, you're talking about a deeper level of connection. That's almost a role play. <laughs> Yeah,
0: but I think, I mean, my immediate reaction was, I applaud you for thinking in that direction because at least she was trying to be creative to get out of the gridlock pattern. Okay, She she was acknowledging that, yeah, there's a gridlock pattern here. So what if we just said, okay, timeout, we're not going to keep doing that thing. We're not going to keep
1: that
0: dynamic going. Let's start a whole new dynamic and see if we can't, get off on a a better footing
1: okay and and that's
0: even if it's temporary i think that it's a a starting place
1: right it might be a little bit of a reset but you still got to start incorporating that baggage because it's not baggage about your spouse it's baggage about you if you look at it appropriately
0: yeah but i also think that sometimes unpacking that baggage is a lot easier laying in bed together um smoking the proverbial cigarette after a great orgasm yeah Than, you know, in the living room on your feet with fists clenched, yelling at the top of your lungs, you're sexually
1: frustrated. No, I get it. Use the chemical, you know, the oxytocin boost that you can have from orgasm for your advantage.
0: Exactly. I think that what she has in mind is creating an artificial breakthrough so that you can get to a more real
1: right break. but i don't i don't think long-term tabling gridlock is a way to try to avoid it's going to be beneficial it's you're gonna you because you're still the two same people and so right. you're gonna have those things that you have to come to grips with you know i i had this at a couple a couple of weeks ago that it shifted for her finally because she was she had real struggle with his past and this is on money so it's not even sex okay because he's had this, he's a pie in the sky, uh, glass half full, silver lining kind of a guy that is used to real volatile swings in his financial status because he just, that's his, that's his business.
0: Is he the baby of the family where he's used to just getting well, what he wants? No,
1: he's, al- he's always been successful. He's, he's, okay. made, he's made things work even when there's really th- dire things. He figures out a way and all of a sudden, boom. He's often, So he has
0: a Midas touch. Right.
1: He lands on his feet. He's a, he's a nine live kind of guy, you know, that okay. I, I'll be okay. She's a money is, is structure and, and security. I want that stability that I know every month what's coming in. Mm-hmm. Kind of a girl. And I, I get it. I get both sides. So she always see, she sees improvement, but it's not enough. You know, she sees him kind of working towards being a little more structured and proactive. And I mean, she's a coach. I mean, that's a, she would be a basketball coach, perfect on, yeah. You know, cheering on and getting people to perform at their best. And so he, she sees improvement, but she still sees weighs it against the past. And so what shifted it is okay. It's not about him. This is about you and your relationship with his past. You need to redefine your relationship with his past. And so it's now all of a sudden, it's, a, it's an internal, I've not ever thought of it that way. Hold on. I it's can, a
0: reframing of right, it. Right. You just look at it differently because you can't change it.
1: No, exactly. You the past is the past. You rewrite
0: history. Right. Yeah.
1: So that's the same thing you could do with, okay, I want to restart. I want to I want blank slate our relationship sexually or just in, other, in general. So yeah, you could do that, but the past is still there. And we got to realize our relationship with it and the role it plays and more importantly, not my spouse's past. It's mine. You know, what, what am I? Because gridlock reveals these things about ourselves. That's just what it does.
0: It, it, it's so funny how differently our minds work. Um, I was thinking more in terms of the simplicity of when you have a necklace that's all tangled up. You can actually get away with putting it on with a collared shirt and having that tangle be in the back. Nobody <laughs> ever knows it. Right. But eventually... You're going to want to untangle that necklace. I yep. could get away with it temporarily, but yeah. as far as long term, you want that tangle. Right. And- you don't
1: get to use it for all. It's all you, all you want it for.
0: Yeah. 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 And that's it-
1: what marriage, I mean, if, if marriage is truly a, a way that we can grow and, be, and get all we can out of it, that we're going to have to face our gridlock issues. And when it comes to it, it's important to know, Shannon, in my, in my book, you cannot talk your way around gridlock issues. More communication yeah. does not solve gridlock issues. These okay, are, what, do you,
0: what do you think entangles the knot if it's not communication? This
1: is, this is when you re- have to really have some of these dilemmas that you internalize of, okay, what's my role in this? Is this something, am, am I okay? I mean, let's go back to the sexless marriage kind of mindset that, mm-hmm. um, you know, is this something that's a deal breaker? When it comes to my, for me living in genuine harmony with me, this is something I got to have. This is something I want to have, you know, the whole, because that's about you. It's a soul searching kind of a thing on, is this necklace that important to me? Or is it something I could just go get a new necklace? That's kind of cold, but, you know, but it's (laughs) kind of, (laughs) no, you don't, but it's that same idea of, is it worth taking the time to sit down and untangle that necklace? Because sometimes it's a it's a tedious process, yes. And it's and it's nothing that somebody else can help. It's I've got to do it myself because it's mine. And so Mm. it's how am I getting in my own way? You know, because that's that idea of I think most of the time we know what's going on. I mean, I know it's a power play. And I'll, I'll, Pam, if you're listening to this, I apologize and talk to me again about it after after this airs because I'll (laughs) I want to talk to you straightforward about it as well. But I'll sit there and be watching my wife working because it's tax season, so she's she's stressed. And I see her doing those movements of, you know, her back's hurting. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that's a cue of, man, my my husband could really show some care and love if he would just walk over here and massage me without me having to ask. And I know that, and I'm like, I'm not going over there this time. <laughs> you know, because it's just like, I'm really comfortable where I am right now. You know, but see, that's the whole we do that. We all do that kind of stuff where yeah. we we see we could help somebody out. We and we're can, lazy. And we don't go do it. Right. And it's kind of this whole, if you really want to look down to, it's a manipulative power play. <laughs> you know, it's a... Ah, I'm it's gonna selfishness. With, I'm withholding. <laughs> yep. I'm not giving that to you. You know, but we all do that. And so that's about me. That's not about her because if she were to ask, I'll do it. Yeah. But it's that whole... All right, and what so, is that? But
0: until you ask, I'm not gonna.
1: And yeah, and See, that's on me. Okay. And so that's the kind of stuff gridlock starts to reveal that we start to recognize those things in ourselves to where we, we're like, ooh, what is, what's my role in this? Why am I settling for mercy sex? And am I okay with that for how long? And so you just change the whole dynamic then.
0: Okay. Well, on the topic of initiation, though, I do want to mention that it's not always about sex that, you know, for a woman, it's not about what happens physically. She wants to feel emotionally connected to her husband. Right. And so I just remember one of the biggest arguments that Greg and I had early on in our marriage was all about the fact that I didn't feel as if he was pursuing me emotionally, relationally. He wasn't, you know, trying to initiate dates. He he Mm -hmm. wasn't. You know, he, there wasn't a lot of non-sexual touch. Right. The only time that he was touching me, it was because he was, you know, ready for he some He wanted action. sex. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, he actually did something very creative. He gave me a card and inside were all these little pink slips of paper, like confetti. And inside the card he wrote, you know, I'm so sorry that I'm so often oblivious to what your emotional needs actually are. But rather than you letting your anger build up at me to the point that we explode, why don't you just use these pink slips, just plant them somewhere where I will find them. Uh, and that that will be my sign that you're just feeling you're feeling like your love tank is empty. Okay. And so I would leave one in the front seat of his car in the garage or I would tape one up on the roof or on the um, bathroom mirror or leave one on his pillow. It really gave me a way to communicate to him without feeling as if I'm groveling. Right. It. Right. Because I didn't want to feel as if I had to grovel for attention from my husband. right? So yeah, a symbol, yep. a sign that um, you know, we've mentioned before, you know, maybe buying a red handkerchief and putting that over the lampshade in the bedroom as your way of saying, I'm interested. And that could go, you know, for the wife or the husband It yep. could go to the low desire or the high desire. I would think that the high desire person discovering a red handkerchief on the lampshade would just send them over the edge with delight. Yep. You know, and it will create a memory that yeah, it, my low desire spouse does initiate. Sometimes I can't always assume that I'm always the one that has to initiate. Sometimes right. they do, and the high desire person just doesn't even it doesn't even register on their radar because they think that it's well it's so infrequently. But give them credit. Give yeah. them credit when they do try yep. to initiate. And here's another great idea, Corey. One of our listeners had emailed in suggesting that for women who. um, who need a lubricant, or even if you just like a lubricant, that there are these ultrasonic gel warmers that actually have different compartments that you can put Astroglide in one of them. You can put massage oil in another one. It's kind of like when you go in for a sonogram. I know men don't know what this is like, but if they squirt cold jelly on your belly, it just sends you into oblivion. But if it's warm, it feels so lovely. Right. So what if one of the ways that you initiate is simply turn on that gel warmer and then offer your spouse a massage. It's just a massage of just, I, I just want to rub your back so that right. you can sleep better tonight. No expectation that we're going to get the Astroglide out too. just, let's start with the massage right. with just skin to skin contact, get oxytocin flowing, and then let your spouse decide if they want to respond with getting out the Astroglide too. Yeah. But I love that idea of an ultrasonic gel warmer, but what a great way to communicate. I'm interested. Just yep. turn a, that on and see what happens. I had
1: a family I worked with that had five kids, I think. They were all like elementary age and younger, and so the 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 beef was there wasn't enough sex, and they both agreed, you know they both were like, yeah it's it's just tough, and they, they because they couldn't figure out how to communicate with each other before it got too late, you know because by the yeah. time one of you brings it up after a long day with lots of kids, you finally get the last one in bed and you got the last little bit of stuff done, and then you're you're just wanting to sleep, and then you bring up a proposition, yeah you might have missed your window." So they came up with, um, their kitchen was the center of the house where everything kind of, you know, to get anywhere, you had to kind of wander through there. Mm-hmm. So they they bought a really nice candle and put it in the kitchen. And when one of them was interested, they lit the candle.
0: There you go. Light so if, the sex candle. So
1: if you walk in, the candle's lit. The other one knows, hey, cool. You know, that's that, I'm interested. And it mm-hmm. also was a very clear sign that when he walked over and lit it and she walked right behind him and blew it out, that it wasn't happening. <laughs> that <laughs> night you know so uh, but it was just kind of it's a way to make the overt overt you know it's yeah. just it's just okay let's just be open about it let's just talk because you know marriage is going to have all of these issues when we're talking about behaviors and we're talking about actions they're gonna have times where we're not gonna get what we want and we're gonna have times where we have to then decide how do i handle that
0: yeah and, and that's hey- the that's
1: definition of you go ahead
0: hey, for all those couples who are frustrated with the gridlock in their marriage and who are interested in our sexy marriage radio getaway that we're working on, we just want to say we should have dates coming up soon. Thank you for all the emails confirming that you are interested in being a part of this. But yeah, we would love to help couples break through the gridlock and and create some much better sex. And we're not talking mercy sex. We're not talking gratuitous sex. We're talking deep levels of intimacy and pleasure.
1: I'm talking curl your toes kind of stuff.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking time out. Well, you, you guys rock. Every week that you spend with us, I love it. That we get invited into your house and into your world, and we hope that that we speak good things that help you in fabulous ways. Well, if you got something you want to let us know, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And until next time, be well and be warm. Love you for listening. Bye-bye.